Good morning. Peace be with you. I have some announcements this morning, and the most important announcement is there's a very special birthday this morning. Somebody is 17 years old. Miss Allison, happy birthday to you. And we're going to sing to you. How about that? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Allison. Happy birthday to you. And I imagine there's a whole lot of folks here that remember when you weren't 17. Maybe like this. <laughs> Did you notice that they had to point over that way? Everyone's turning around going, I don't see anyone 17 back there. <laughs> okay, stop, Pastor Ken. The best way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. So here we go. But happy birthday, sweetheart. Also, I would like to direct you to uh, the announcement page. Can anyone here count? <laughs> ah, hired. <laughs> we need some counters for uh, taking account of, um, of the offerings that come in. And it is a short tour of duty. It's not something, it, it goes for, I believe, a, a month uh, of Sundays, and then you rotate out. Isn't that about right, Ashley? Isn't that how it goes? It's like, is it four weeks? Four weeks. And we can make provisions if something comes up that you could get a substitute and so forth. But we really need people um, to help out on that. Um, you don't have to go to the bank. Uh, you just, you know, write out the amount on a slip. Uh, we have, uh, yes, sir? You're in? All right. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. All right. And so if anyone else feels, uh, uh, you know, like they would like to count too, that would, you all count. But if you'd like to count... That would be great. And then I see here two other things that need to be mentioned. They're very important. Number one, it's Seize Candy. Is, uh, season's coming around, and Bonnie Levine uh, has left order forms on the table in the Narthex, and orders are due by November the 25th and will be delivered on December the 2nd. So do that. And then tamales are available. Teresa from VO is selling her homemade tamales. Um, through December 21st, $25 a dozen, and the order form can be found on the table in the Narthex, and they're delightful. If you, if you, who's had those? Has anyone ordered? Yeah, they're good. They're wonderful. So um, we got the food out of the way. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, we are not holding it here uh, as we have in the past. However, um, the Elks Lodge and uh, Daryl and Louie have invited you to join them. If you have uh, family that's out of town and we don't want you to be alone and you don't want to be alone, uh, they have offered uh, to, to bring you along to the Elks Club. So Daryl and Louie, and thank you very much for that. That's very, very kind. And um, dinner is, uh, the doors open at 2 and dinner's at 3. And if you're interested, please let Daryl and Louie know. And I understand the cost of admission is a side dish. So 
with something in it, right, Daryl? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's about it. Let us stand. Let us sing as unto the Lord our opening hymn is We Praise You, O God, on page 241. come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the, the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on and may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, 
I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. Thee is Christ, the Lamb. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, almighty and ever-living God, you have given exceedingly great and precious promises to those who trust in you, rule and govern our hearts and minds, by your Holy Spirit, that we may live and abide forever in your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
Good morning. Our first reading is from the book of Malachi, chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1491. Malachi 4, 1 through 6. Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and evildoer will be stubble. On the day that's coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with the healing in its rays. And you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked. They will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all of Israel. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. We will, we will read Psalm 98 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he is, has done marvelous things. His right hand and holy arm has worked salvation for him. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord Make music to the Lord with a harp, and with harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of Let the sea resound and everything in it, the, in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. The epistle is from 2 Thessalonians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 13, and can be found in the Pew Bible 
on page 1844. Second Thessalonians 3, 1 through, 1 through 13. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you, and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people. For not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we commend you, or command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you have received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We are not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we wondered, we worked night and day, laboring and tolling so that we could be not a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, you gave you that we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. As for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, from the 21st chapter, glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 21, verses 5 through 36, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1635. Luke 21, verses 5 through 36. 
Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, as for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name claiming I am he. And the time is near. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be afraid. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. And then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events, and great signs from heaven. But before all of this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me, but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm, and you will win life. And when you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city Get out and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against his people They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun and the moon 
and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. And even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, they will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and all the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it may come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen so that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I want to start with a passage from Isaiah. It's uh, Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. It reads, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Again, in the name of Jesus. Is anyone here afraid of snakes? <laughs> How about the dark? Is anyone afraid of the dark? Is anyone afraid of uh, or been afraid during a thunderstorm? Maybe not California thunderstorms, but I understand there's some real thunderstorms just a little east of us. The fact is that we are all afraid of something. Even the rich and the famous have fears. Would you like to hear about some of those? I'm going to tell you anyway. The fear of flying. One of my favorite coaches, one of my most favorite NFL commentators, 
John Madden. Madden. He was so afraid of flying that he would only travel on a bus. In fact, he was so afraid of flying that he bought his own bus. And that bus cost him at that time about $800,000. He had a private driver and, and so forth. It was a hoot. So I guess if you're afraid to fly, it helps if you can afford to buy your own bus. Amen? How about uh, the fear of clowns? There's some people that don't like clowns. So you probably heard of Johnny Depp. He was the star of Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, Jack Sparrow uh, nearly faints at the sight of a clown. He shakes in his boots. How about the fear of heights? Does anyone have the fear of heights? I have a healthy respect of heights now. I used to not worry about it too much. But actor Liam Neeson, the gentleman that was in Taken, starred in Taken, he is one of the people that share that fear, if you share a fear of heights. How about the fear of insects? Is anyone afraid of insects in here? Creepy crawly bugs? Actress Scarlett Johansson is afraid of cockroaches. I don't know, I'm afraid of them, I don't really like them. Nicole Kidman can't stand butterflies, that's a bit odd. And singer Justin Timberlake is afraid of spiders. All right, well, wrap it in there, Pastor Ken. Well, one day Jesus was with his disciples in the temple, and the disciples were commenting on how beautiful the temple was. And Jesus began to tell them about some things that were going to happen. And he told them the temple would one day be destroyed and, and that there were going to be wars and earthquakes and people starving. He told them that they were going to be hated. His disciples were going to be hated and persecuted and thrown into prison, maybe even killed. That's pretty scary stuff to hear about. And it would be understandable that the disciples were afraid, but Jesus told them not to be afraid. He promised that he would be with them and that he even said that not a hair on their heads would be harmed if they put their trust in him. Now, it should be noted that Jesus has also promised to help us when we're afraid. Everyone is afraid of something, and, and fear can be a good thing. But we should not let our fear keep us from enjoying life. We should not let our fear keep us from enjoying the life that Jesus wants us to have. That's the kind of fear that keeps us standing still, immobile, isolated maybe even. That's not what he would have us do. And we cling to the promise that he will help us even when we're afraid. 
And so we, we put our trust in his promise. Which promise does Jesus keep? Every one. His promise to be with us when we're afraid. Now I start with that because in this Lucan account, there is a primary warning to the hearers that the kingdom of God is near and that we need to also do this as your pastor, carefully separate that there are two parts here into this Lucan account. And I want to bookend it with first, don't worry, don't be afraid. And at the end, I want to say, don't worry, don't be afraid. But in between this, you probably notice that in the first part, Jesus is talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. The destruction of Jerusalem. Jesus is talking about the persecution of believers, of his disciples in Jerusalem in that time. That is what he is telling them is going to happen. And then part two, he tells them of the destruction of the world. Okay? He's telling them about the destruction of the world. And so I would start with this again. Don't worry. But be alert. Jesus told them, watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name claiming that I am he. The time is near. Do not follow him. Did you hear that part? It was an awful lot that I read. But did you hear that part? Do not be deceived. There's many that are going to come that say, I got the way. Do not be deceived and do not follow. And let me ask you this. This will be a little more fun. Do you like Chinese food? It's okay, yeah, huh? I love it. And when I go to eat one of my favorite places, um, when you finish eating, you get fortune cookies, right? And you break them open and there's a little strip of of paper. You all know that, right? And, And it's got my fortune in it or your fortune in it and so here are some examples of the things that they might say good things are coming your way success will be yours at school and at play you will have a pleasant surprise soon you will make very good choices today the time is right to make new friends something you lost will turn up Soon, you will do something soon that will make your family proud. You will live a long and happy life. And my favorite one is, that wasn't chicken. When you read your fortune cookie, um, the fortune in it, let me, do you believe it? No. We might get a good laugh out of it, and it's kind of foolish to think that a piece of paper and a cookie would tell us what's going to happen in the future, amen? The lesson today also um, finds us uh, hearing Jesus saying things about people. 
people who claim that they could predict the future. He, he uh, warns his disciples when they were in the temple that, um, yeah, you know, it's beautiful. They're going, ooh, it's, it's gorgeous and all that. But he's saying there's a time coming. We know that, right? That not a stone. And people overheard him when, you know, rebuild it in three days. You know, this, this kind of stuff. But he could see the future. He knew the future. That's the only person that walked on the face of this earth. It's Jesus that could tell the future. Yet many will come, counterfeits, and say that they have that ability as well. And we know that the disciples were frightened. And they wanted to know this. And they said, when will these things happen? What signs can we look for to let us know that these things are about to take place? Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know the day, date, and time of that too, or the day, date, and time of anything that's going to come your way that might be uncomfortable or happy? I mean, I would. If I'm being honest, I'd like to know. How far would I go to know that? Where would I look? Who would I listen to? He says, be careful, don't be deceived. Don't let anyone mislead you, Jesus answered. Many will come in my name claiming to be the Messiah and saying, the time has come, don't believe them. You see, Jesus knew that these people could not see into the future. Jesus knew that they were coming. And there are some people today who think that they can see into the future. And they may say and do some really frightening things. Here's a few names I'll throw out to you. Jim Jones. Guyana. He said he was the Messiah. Charles Manson. He said he see the future and David Koresh Waco Texas these false prophets people were deceived people followed them but what we need to remember when we see these things and hear these things even if it's somebody that's not as obviously despicable as those three people we need to make sure that we are not deceived and we need to cling to the words of Jesus, and that is, don't worry. Don't worry, not a single hair on your head will be harmed. You will be saved by being faithful to me. We really don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And we know that we will be safe when we put our faith and trust in him, the one who took the sin and took our sin in that great exchange, great exchange and gave us his righteousness. In closing, I want to share this with you from our Old Testament reading was uh, Malachi chapter 4. And again, there's this exhortation, this beautiful gossip, gospel message that says in chapter 2, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings. 
you shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. That is an indication of the future. We have been given a warning by Christ. We have been told by him, be careful, do not be deceived. Because these things are coming. In the meantime, to comfort us, we have the blessings of baptism. And in Luther's small catechism, when the question is asked, what does baptism give or profit, it states this, baptism affects forgiveness of sins. It delivers from death and the devil and gives eternal salvation, eternal salvation to all who believe this, just as the words and promises of God declare. Don't worry. You've been baptized. Your salvation is secure. Your sins, the old you died in that water. The new you raised, clothed in Christ. Don't worry. We have the holy sacrament of the altar, holy communion. What blessing do we receive through this eating and drinking? The explanation is that is shown to us by these words, given and poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. These words we receive, forgiveness of sins, life and salvation in the sacrament. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. Remember your baptism. You are walking wet, clothed in Christ. You are coming to the altar to receive a means of grace by what he did on that cross for you. Made new again. Every time you take communion. The parting shot is this. So yes, hard times, painful times, sad times are coming, are here. They may have visited you this week. They did me. The end is coming for us all. Not all of us will be asleep when Jesus comes. Some of us will see him coming. It's what is written in Scripture. But all that have been baptized, all that have been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, all of those who confess him as Lord and Savior, all that have done that, all who have done that, and that's you, have nothing to fear. So don't worry. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
Will you please stand if you're able? Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord, creator of the universe and everything in it, we gather today to praise your holy trinity as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, yet one almighty God. We're struck silent with awe as we consider the love, patience, and care you provide humankind every day in spite of our mistakes, ignorance, arrogance, and all too often violence towards one another. And yet we complain about the unfairness and injustice in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for not being fair and not enforcing your justice upon us. Thank you for always being with us, even when life happens. We're sorry for not completely trusting you, especially when things don't go our way or in accordance with our plans. Thank you, Father, for never letting go of us and comforting us when we worry all the time about what's over the horizon, reminding us that heaven is over the horizon for us, and however rough the journey, the destination is perfect and well worth the discomfort getting there. Heavenly Father, we pray for our world it is an incredible mess, and only we could create with the help of Satan, who constantly guides our sin. Please guide us in our actions. Give us wisdom, whether or not we seek it, and encourage us to be kind to one another. Help us recognize Satan in our daily lives and turn away. Holy Father, Almighty God, please help and protect our children and help us as parents, grandparents, teachers, and friends to lead, teach, and show our children how to manage anger, show compassion, love one another, and turn from evil influences in their lives, whether in video games, movies, social media, news media, or other sources of destruction. Help us as adults model the best behavior in our relationships. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of our nation, guided and protected by you since its founding and through many conflicts and wars. We remained one nation under you. However, we know that many of our leaders and citizens today have turned their backs on you and your precepts. We can see the results of our poor decisions and self-righteousness every day. 
and we are fearful as we watch our nation being divided, citizens' hateful actions towards each other, and children abandoned or destroyed. Please, Holy Father, don't remain silent and watching our collective ignorance, but make yourself clearly known among all nations, especially ours. Humble our leaders, judges, and representatives in government and indeed throughout the world. Give them all wisdom, humility, patience, and understanding, and the resolve to do what is right in your eyes, Holy Father, not in their eyes which are clouded with sin. We pray for your church on earth, its leaders, ministers, missionaries, and congregations of believers. Please, Holy Spirit, keep us true in our faith in Jesus our Savior. Please continue to be with our small congregation of believers and family in Jesus Christ here at Reformation Lutheran Church. Father, we know that several of our members and their families face difficult medical conditions, depression, despair, and other physical and mental challenges. They worry and are stressed by uncertainty, and we are too. We know Holy Scripture, your word to us, and we have been taught and know our true future with you, but our memories are short and our faith fragile at times. Through Jesus' sacrifice, you have already forgiven us for our doubts, but you know that they remain real in us. Holy Spirit, please speak loudly into our hearts. Yell if necessary to get our attention and calm our anxiety and worries. Send friends to carry your word of comfort when we struggle. We really desire peaceful hearts, and only you, Holy Spirit, can provide this blessing. We thank you for all the beauty that surrounds us. Please focus our eyes on your perfect creation and help us to see the good around us rather than focusing on the bad. Thank you especially and always for the gift of your Son, our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace.
Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places Offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through our Christ, through Christ our Lord, who on this day, on this day, he overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us a way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The table has been prepared. And this is a meal for all who claim, proclaim, confess with their lips that Lord Jesus is Savior of all. You may be seated. Mm -hmm. 
and the ushers will bring you forward.
tells us these things in advance so that we remember what he told us before, and that is, do not fear, for I have overcome the world. Amen? Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is beautiful, Onward Christian Soldiers. Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before crowns and thorns may perish kingdoms rise and wane but with church of Jesus constant will of hell can never against the church prevail. We have Christ's own promise and that we cannot fail. Onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Christian soldiers marching as to 